Café Sofé is an unscripted interview-style podcast featuring a member of the LGBT plus community every single week. This podcast is recorded over Zoom under COVID-19 restrictions. You know, podcasts are like fireworks. They're only interesting once they explode. No, wait, that's the appendix. The appendix is like fireworks. Hello, welcome to Cafe Sofé. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. You kind of just spat some stuff there. Are you okay? Yeah, I just tripped on a bloody cat. Why have you got a cat in here? Um, we tried to be one of those cat cafes, but then we saw some stuff about dog cafes, and we let dogs in here as well, and now there's just like a couple animals you might trip over. Um, we did lose a tarantula a few weeks ago, so... Be careful. Oh, oh I love tarantulas. <laughs> you don't like this one. It had seven legs and a vengeance. I, I feel like it had some kind of backstory. It had an eye patch as well over one of its eyes. It might have been a pirate. Anyway, what can I get for you today? Can I have a soy latte, please? Soy latte, okay. And can I get your name for the cup? Yeah, it's Andy Kiss. Cool. Anticust. Got that. Um, is that with an I or a Y in anti? Uh, Andy with a Y. Cool. Andy with a Y. And I assume that's a U for the cuss? Kissed with an I. Kissed. Okay. So K-U-I-S-S-E-D. Got it. Uh, so how are you doing today? I know you're being tripping over a couple animals, but how's it going? Going pretty good, actually. How are you doing? It's okay. Um, we are entirely out of water. Um, it's a problem, not gonna lie. So your coffee might take a while, but um, in the meantime, I have this like little game I like to play with a couple customers and we're a bit quiet. Um, do you want to like play a quick game I like to call Espresso Yourself? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's pretty dead in here. Are you sure this place is supposed to be open? Yeah, um, the reason it's pretty dead is because the animals have been eating and murdering a lot of things. Oh. Yeah. But you know, huh, it's a living, except when you're dead. And it's a not living. Anyway, so I'm just going to basically ask you um, some questions. Most of them impersonal, some of them personal, some of them hitting your childhood trauma. Um, and you can just reply to them. Sort of like an interview. Sounds great. Free therapy. Exactly. So, first of all, um, what is it you do? I am a drag king. Wow. And what is a drag king? A drag king is usually a biological female who impersonates a man. Same way a drag queen is impersonating a woman. Oh, I've met a couple drag queens, actually, um, over my many long, long centuries working here. So, what is it that you do to transform into a drag king? Well, usually I start with painting on a beard, chiseling out them cheekbones for that Johnny Depp 1990s vibe. Johnny Deep? Johnny Depp. Okay, Deep, yep. Usually I end up taping my nipples into my armpits mm. to give a nice flat chest and stuff a couple of pairs of socks down my pants. Mm. Usually one I... or two pairs. I don't want to be too pretentious. 
I know. Like, we hate overestimating here. That's why I didn't give you a wait time in your coffee. <laughs> yeah, and then I go out and I perform for the masses. Okay, to perform for the masses. Have you, uh, perchance, won anything? You know, maybe in the last year, year and a half. I did. I won a patch. I won the pageant at Delmonico's called Oh, okay. And you know, did you have any like strong competitors? You know, maybe another queen that you like competed with every week, and there's sort of a rivalry going on between you. Maybe a bit of chemistry as well. Like one of you could be a potential love interest, but it just like couldn't work. You know, one of those like petty movies that like would kill in the cinema have absolutely no queer representation. Um, no, not really. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Sure. How about I ask you a couple quick fire questions and uh, just off the dome thinking, just like that reaction, okay? Did you mean off the cuff? Off the dome? Is that not a phrase? It's off the cuff. Off the cuff, okay. Well, off the sleeve. Okay. Question one. Sleeves or cuffs? Cuffs. Mm. Kinky. Yeah. Very kinky. Uh, cuffs or whips? Ooh, gotta go for a whip. Mm. Especially whipped cream. Mm. Whips or whipped cream? Yeah, sure. Um, it will add an extra 25 minutes to your wait time. But sure. That's fine. Not like I'm gonna get out here any sooner, so... Yeah, we do lock the doors behind people when they come in. Just good business practice. And it stops the animals escaping. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. They're congregating at the door. Yeah, we don't feed them a lot, so I would be careful of your legs. Oh, okay. Maybe that's some chance up there. Okay. Uh, Pepsi or Pepsi Max? That's not a Pepsi question. Nuts. It's Coke or Pepsi. It's usually Coke or Pepsi. Shit. Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max or Pepsi Diet? Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max or Pepsi Cherry? <gasps> you don't fight fair. No, I don't. Can I have Can I have Pepsi Max Cherry? I don't know. We will have to talk to our branding team. Thank you. I have a side hustle with Pepsi. Um, we're just trying to find out some information about you. And, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is going to go to jail soon. So, you know, we got to mine your private information other ways. Just some standard questions. Um... What are you most proud of doing in drag? Uh, probably beating that Queen Sophie so fierce. Suck you. That was pretty high up in my list of achievements. Mm. What are you most known for? I am mo- probably most known for being uh, an androgynous anarchist. Mm. Likes to do, likes to mix up different genres of music, mashups of different musicians and stand-up comedy that's mm. thrown in. So um, you're an androgynous anarchist. Um, can you explain those two words to me? What do each of them mean? Androgynous anarchist. So I like to mess with gender stereotypes. So boys in, like, you know, himbos and skirts sort of vibe. Okay. Or women in tuxedos. And the anarchist is basically, I don't do what's expected. I like to mess with people's perceptions. Okay. And just go against, go against the grain hmm. of what that's, people usually think drag is. I see. So that's what you're most known for. What is something you wish people knew about you? 
In Philly watching you have an existential crisis before my eyes. <laughs> this usually happens when I order coffee. I really should start taking my meds before I come into these places. Or maybe just get a tea or something. You know, a calming tea. Yeah, well, you know, death before decaffeinate. Mm. You know, tea actually has more caffeine in it than coffee. Does it? Yeah, it just releases it slower. I should know that. I am a barista. Something that I wish people knew about me. I wish more people knew that I'm not actually that funny. <gasps> that was the sound of all the animals gasping in unison. Yeah, I'm pretty... Like, I am pretty funny, but when I'm put on the spot, it's not that funny. Being put on the it's, spot. It's like sort of it's like, like what it's like watching it's like watching a cat get hit with a lawnmower. It's just no. Oh. I did see that yesterday. Some customer brought in a lawnmower and it, it wasn't pretty. Well, no, it's, not, it's not. It's not. It's not pretty. I mean, like don't get me wrong. It's not time, the first time I've seen a pussy sprayed across a coffee shop, but it was won't be the last. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that ends um, our. That my game there. Um, I've learned a lot about you. Um, that was a lie, but um, I'm just gonna go and check backstage. Backstage? No. I'm gonna check in the back and I have a look at how our water's doing. I'll, I'll be back with you in a second. Don't worry. Um, try not to kill any of the ants. What if they kill me? <laughs> Bye. again uh so i was just in the kitchen and it turns out um the triad the trilangula trilangula try that again so it turns out the trilangula with uh seven legs and one missing eye um was actually having like a small boat of you know seven-legged insects and that was actually sitting on top of the tap so uh, that coffee is going to take a while, but yes. we do have our specialty coffee of the day, um, which Ooh, is already pre-prepared. Um, it's just our daily blend coffee. Um, we change it depending on what the day is. Um, so how about I just uh, hand you this one here and you can tell me what you think of it. Um, sure. This is called, why is it important for more drag kings to be represented in the media? It's kind of wordy, I know, but um, I do name it's, them all myself. It's so, quite wordy, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit wordy in the mouth, isn't it? But yeah, mm. so what are your thoughts on that? You know, drag uh, think, kings being represented in the media. I think drag kings should get more representation in the media than they currently have, especially in the UK, given the history of drag king culture here. It's There's such a huge part of theatre. And... Well, as... um a straight biological woman. Um, can you explain some stuff about uh, the drag king history in the UK? Because I don't really know anything about it. Sure. So drag kings date back to Victorian times. Okay, least. and did they exclusively date each other? Because you, you said that's when they dated back. No, they, they dated anyone and everyone they could, I think. Not to yeah. presume. But date back to the Victorian yeah. era, okay. 
Yeah, especially like in the music hall industry, so like the seaside resorts like Blackpool, Brighton, even here in Glasgow at the Panopticon, we have a long history of drag kings and male impersonators. Okay, so why was male impersonation so popular um, in the Victorian era? Well, I'm trying to remember the actual history, it's like why they were so popular. I don't, I don't actually know. I don't actually know why they were so popular. They just were. They were a staple of the culture. You'd go to music halls to see performers like Hetty King and Vesta Tilly performing uh, the leading male roles in pantomimes, your uh, Pan or Prince Charming characters. Oh, so they actually um, performed on stage, sort of like in pantos and things. Yes, and it was at a time when obviously acting was still considered a poor career choice particularly for women a lot of a lot of actresses and female actors were considered lower than prostitutes wow that is interesting i'm i'm so glad we're living in a time now where like being an actor is such a safe profession like you know you never hear of actors who are out of work or anything like that well maybe this year but all in all, no. It's quite a steady, if you get good gigs, it's a really good career choice. Mm-hmm. So, they were seen as lower than prostitutes, so why do you think a lot of people wanted to be drag kings as a profession? Was it more secure than a female acting role? Like, a female acting role. I just said the same thing twice, that's not what I mean. As in, I a female was- acting in a female part. I think it was more to do with the presentation of having a woman dress as a man was more attractive physically in certain roles, like the Prince Charming character having that sort of, having that beauty that a lot of men maybe didn't have. Like a boyish charm sort of thing. Yeah, I think a lot of female performers in male roles had a more boyish charm and a younger appearance they could play the younger male roles. Ah, I see. Okay. That's very interesting. So, did they perform alongside Pampu Bates? No, uh, they did eventually, but I think the Prince Charming characters that Drag Kings often portrayed actually predate the the Panto Dames by a few decades. So there was like 20 or 30 years where the Panto scene was developing, but, you know, it didn't have Panto Dames, they had Panto Kings, essentially. They had Panto Kings, yeah. They did have Panto Dames, but they weren't as popular as they are now. So sort and they of weren't like... as they weren't as big the roles weren't as big as they are now. So obviously in a lot of pantos nowadays, the dame role is the role that people want in a panto. The threes there, the usually the Panto Dame is usually played by the highest, most well known performer in the cast. Plays the Panto Dame because it is the biggest role. Whereas back then, the biggest roles were the lead characters like the Prince Charming and the Damsel. And the Panto Dame was more of the side character. And then it's changed. It's changed around. So the Panto Dame is now the stars of the show. Okay. And they pushed the Holy Kings off the stage into the orchestra pits. Mm-hmm. But for a time, the drag, the drag kings were on top. Like, they had like a Victorian style TV show that was like 
for all drag artists, but they only put drag kings on the stage, so um, other members of the drag community couldn't get involved. Is that sort of how it worked? Pretty much, yeah. It's my understanding. Mm, very interesting. So, what sort of change happened? Like, do you know what sort of happened that pushed sort of drag kings out and panto dames and drag queens more into the spotlight? I'm not really sure what happened. Obviously, I wasn't around back then. I was traveling abroad at that time. Yes, uh huh. You know, seeing the Ottoman Empire and, uh -huh. you know, Persians, you know. Mm -hmm. All that jazz. Mm -hmm. But I think especially more so in modern culture, particularly with a certain TV show. Uh-huh. Homes Under the Hammer. You're allowed to yes, say it. Yeah, Homes Under the Hammer, that's the one. I think it's become more relevant is that drag kings have always been around, but they've not been given the same spotlight that drag queens have. Even before this even before Homes Under the Hammer. Mm -hmm. There were drag kings, but they weren't as visible. In all, they weren't as visible to audiences. They weren't as. And I think it's with the. Mm -hmm. I think with this resurgence of drag culture and with it becoming more mainstream, more drag kings are getting noticed by local audiences, but not by the media in general. Mm -hmm. Okay, very interesting. So, how do we get more representation of kings? You know, either in local scenes or um, with wider media, or, you know, scenes inside a coffee shop, for instance? I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long road, but we're already taking steps towards it. I mean, the Boulet brothers took a chance on a drag king on their platform. Mm -hmm. And he won the he won the damn he won the damn thing. Yeah, so it shows, um, yeah London Cinder. Good show, people. Mm -hmm. London Cider, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, London Cinder. Yeah, I, I I've seen him about. Yeah, and I think seeing that has given a lot of confidence to more kings to get out there and perform, and go to local shows and demand respect be able to share the face and demand the respect that we had back in the Victorian era. Hmm, that's really cool and interesting. So, should other members of the community also take responsibility and request more drag kings on the scene and things? You know, once all of this is over. This, once. of course, being the pet shop infestation we currently have in the cafe. Yes, that. I think it is important. I think it is important for more queens and kings to kind of speak up and more ho more show hosts to maybe offer more space offer a space for kings on their platforms alongside them mm -hmm. but also i think it should be the, the kings should have that confidence that a lot of queens do to put themselves out there and demand that respect yeah, no, I understand that. You know, I don't like saying this word because, you know, I work for um, a chain store. Um, Cafe Sofé is, you know, just a chain store brand See on your typical high street. Mm. I feel like maybe some drag performers should, you know, unionize. Sorry. 
you know? That is a very dirty word, but I agree. Mm. Sort of demand more from the places that um, they are performing in. As a, you know, a cis woman, I don't understand that personally, but, you know, I support mm. any drag kings or drag queens looking to, you know, unionize um, to demand more. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty damn good to me. Well, I see that you're I mean, just finishing every, up every other every, every other performance based career has unions. Why can't drag performers? Exactly. Well, I see that you're almost finished with your drink there, um, your daily blend. Um, how about um, I fix you up another quick drink and we can talk more about communism? Yeah, sure. I mean, doesn't seem to be anybody even trying to get in here, so why not? Yeah, the horde of beasts at the door is sort of a deterrent. It sort of, sort of didn't plan out that way. But, you know? But it works for social distance. Exactly, you know? Seize the means of social quarantines. Do you love horror movies? Are you a big slasher movie fan? Or maybe something that goes bump in the night is more up your street? Beyond the Scare is a brand new horror podcast that will go beyond the terror to talk about all things that make you scream. From film to TV, music and more. Join me, Lola Fierce, as I talk about horror franchises old and new with a brand new, very special guest each week. We'll give you our thoughts on the topic of the week, let you know some fun facts and let you all know that burning question. What's your favourite scary movie? (laughs) So don't miss a brand new episode of Beyond the Scare every Thursday on all streaming podcast platforms. It's time to get fierce and a little bit spooky. (laughs) Run, jump and scream, no matter where you hide you're gonna be seen. This ain't a movie, it's reality. Is down and killers all until he finds who he wants. So we better all work together. What you just heard was an advert from Lola Fierce's Beyond the Scare. Now we've had her as a sponsor on this podcast for uh, the past two weeks. She runs an amazing podcast which is based all on horror and has a special guest every single week, which I have actually been a part of. Now, here's the fun thing. If you're listening to this and you have a show or you have a podcast or you have anything you'd like to promote, all you have to do is contact us either through our Gmail link, cafesofe at gmail.com, or send us a message on Instagram simply by going to at Cafe Sophie. Now, if you want to take part of this, we do an ad sharing service. So essentially, you can get your show sponsored on our podcast as long as you play our advert on yours. Or if you're running a show, the only thing you need to do is tell us and give us a recording of what you're wanting to do about your show. We'll play it on the podcast. 
and when your show comes around, the only thing you have to do is promote our podcast. We're just sharing and sharing alike. Now, that's the good news. The better news is that everything is completely free. We don't ask for any monetary value at all. And it basically lets us artists improve each other's work and get more people interested in all of our products. So if there's something you would like to consider, please email me using at Cafe Sophie on Instagram or Cafe Sophie at gmail.com. That's C-A-F-E-S-O-O-F-A-E at gmail.com. Just got back from the kitchen. Um, update on the water situation. It seems like there was some kind of dispute between the insects and the arachnids. Um, they've sort of formed into two medieval-style factions and are now battling on top of the water cooler. Um, it's full-blown Game of Thrones, but with exoskeletons. So that drink might take a while. Well, you know. I've been here this long, so... Yeah. Um, in the meantime, um, I do have this game that I can do with sort of old coffees we have sitting around cafe, um, if that's up your alley. Sure, um, I'm thirsty, so, yeah. Good, I, I can tell you're thirsty. I've, I've seen the way you've been looking at me up and down, I, I can tell you're thirsty. So, the game is called Decaf or Full Blend. So, each of these coffees here, um, one of them is decaf, and the other two are food blend. Now, I'm going to give you three facts. One of them is false, and the other two are true. So, all you have to do is point out which one is false, decaf, and which ones are true, or food blend. That makes sense? Yeah. So you mentioned that um, you won like a pageant or something, or something. About a year and a half ago, yeah. Um, so I actually know these three facts right off the cuff, um, just you know from my brain, as I remember things. I'm like a real good rememberer, um, anti-cast. Um, I'm like great at shit like that. Um, how about I give you the facts and you can like just tell me what you think of them real quick, okay? Okay, sounds good. So our first fact is, despite the title of Miss used in most pageants, being unmarried is not a requirement of entering a pageant. However, most pageants do not allow divorcees to enter. What do you think of that fact? 
That does sound like some Alabama level of fuckery. Yeah, like pageants are mainly mainly an American thing, so it's like, oh, you can be married and allowed to compete, but um, if you've been divorced, no way, not allowed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does sound like it could be true, because I could see from, like, okay, the mess, obviously, historically being a mess, maybe we're virginal, and that was seen as a very attractive feature, then being married being family orientated mm-hmm. could be seen as very attractive as well being loyal wife sort of thing so maybe the, the divorcee thing mm. think oh if you're divorced if you're divorced then you're no longer beautiful so could be true that could be filled land we're like really we're diving into fun. like inherent misogyny here like fully yeah. like hmm, if you're divorced you're um not allowed to compete. You're not allowed to be pretty anymore. You know, you like. Yeah. You fail the American good. standard. You know, sorry. Yeah. Um, you do not pass gold. You do not collect two hundred dollars. Crown. You only get a six hundred stimulus check. You know. Yeah. So the next um, fact is mm-hmm. in pageants, skinny was not always the standard for beauty pageants. In the 1930s, when pageants became more mainstream in America, the average BMI, which is your body mass index, um, that's also my stage name, um, body mass index, um, was 20.8. But in 2010, the average body mass index dropped to 16.9. So what do you think of that? Considering the 1930s, so I know the 1920s was very slender. Women were very slender, and that was considered the beauty standard. The 1930s, that was after the first. Mm-hmm. So obviously, the times are changing, so curvier was seen. So I think 1930s onwards maybe like sexies like maybe actresses like, like Marilyn Monroe and mm-hmm, like curvier. curvier so the, mm. the beauty like, standard would have changed with the times so again that could be so our final our final fact um, of yep. today not all beauty pageants are about physical beauty there once was a beauty pageant called the Miss Beautiful Eight, where the winner won a role in the film Battle for the Planet of the Apes. What do you think of that? What? Hmm. See, that one's obscure, so I have a feeling that that one could actually be one of the facts because mm-hmm. it is quite bizarre and it sounds like a like a lie it sounds false this so, is where we're going to pull the rug out from under you and all of the facts are true and it's like mm, so which level of misogyny are you at <laughs> you know you you are a man you know you are a drag king so, yeah you know i'm just assuming you're misogynistic hmm i'm gonna see there yeah i'm gonna see the third one 
Miss Eight pageant is decaf. Gonna go with that for decaf. Okay. Well, I'll just because it them. is so weird that it it's so weird that it probably is true, but it's so unbelievable. Okay. So, which of the other two, the um, size change, the one referring to being skinny, yeah, or um, the divorcee one? Which one are you most certain is full blank? I would say maybe the skinny one because the beauty standards did change a lot during the like the thirties and forties. Okay. So obviously, like post-war skinnier because of like rationing and things so it was can see more beautiful but then curvier if you're more well-fed you were seen as more attractive and more maybe misogyny speaking here maybe more fertile mm. which of course okay. okay well i can confirm that that one is full blend that one is full blend oh. so in 1930 the average body mass index um for beauty pageant contestants was 20.8 um which is considered normal or neither underfed or overfed Um, it's within the good range Uh uh-huh yeah it was in a good like the people were in a good range for their height you know Mm -hmm. that's how body mass index is calculated it's based on height well yes including like age and different things like that um the average in 2010 had dropped to 16.9 which by all measures of body mass index is considered underfed. Underweight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know this really interesting fact. Um, you know, I sort of ended up down a YouTube hole, as we all do, you know? Actually, the cafe isn't yeah. busy. This cafe isn't busy, but we do have Wi-Fi. Um, turns out one of the most common practices for recent beauty pageant contestants um, was to take um, hemorrhoid cream, put it on their stomachs, wrap themselves in cling film, and then run on the treadmill for 30 minutes to get like the underfed look of the body without actually having to underfeed yourself much. Oh. I don't know why hemorrhoid cream. Like that's the thing that's throwing me off. I don't know why hemorrhoid cream, but apparently hemorrhoid cream and cling film. Active ingredient. Active ingredient is like hemorrhoid cream shrinks hemorrhoids. So maybe it shrinks your stomach. It like shrinks other parts as well. So our last. I played. Yeah, I played Skeletor in the eighties. That skeleton look. Oh yeah, she was a fashion icon, Skeletor. Fashion. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all those young girls watching He-Man. Uh-huh. And going, I want to look like Skeletor. Can I grow up? I want to be Skeletor and have a dark minion. Okay. If you've ever heard of Pageant, we laugh at his Skeletor. Yeah, 100%. And it is only the jaw that moves. Like, top half of the face, no movement whatsoever, purely the jaw. Yeah. And it's like the a jaw. possessed nutcracker. Just, So, last two. So we've singled that one out as full blend. The yeah. other two, you, you're you saying that the divorcee one, um, that you're allowed to be married and enter a pageant, but you're not allowed to be divorced. Yeah, it does seem like, it seems like maybe it's not practiced anymore, but it's like similar to like some laws are so old that they're forgotten, but they are still laws. So it could be like way back in the day and it's just not been taken out of the criteria for pageants. 
but it's no longer seen as a requirement. And the one you think is decaf is um, the Miss Beautiful Eight. That there was a beauty pageant where the winner ran a, won a role in Battle for the Planet of the Eight. That's the one you're saying is decaf. That's the one I think. That's the one I think's decaf. Yeah. Okay. Well, I Watch can. That's going to be full blend, isn't it? <laughs> I can reveal that the Miss Beautiful Eight pageant is full blend. I knew the it. The real thing. It happened. It happened in 1972. It was a publicity stunt for um, the first Planet of the Apes trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, And the winner got a starring role in Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Like, I saw some pictures and stuff, and it is like bad 70s sci-fi makeup. Beautiful gowns, and then just monkey face. Like, sci-fi prosthetics monkey face. Like, really bad prosthetics where it was like they were they ended up scarred because they were so bad uh-huh. and like, like their there was skin like, just fell off uh-huh there was like a gown portion and like a swimsuit competition and everything it is insane um if you ever get a chance look it up it is i, I will look it up it is like an I idea think for the closest i think the closest google has ever thought that i was a furry was looking up this fact that it's a real thing. Oh, you've clearly not fallen down the Netflix hole yet, then. Haven't yet. I have not yet. So the one that was full blend is the, despite the title of Miss, you were allowed to be married to enter, but you are not allowed to be divorced. That is decaf. So the actual rules of pageants is you are not allowed to be married at any point in your life you want to enter a beauty pageant. You're allowed to be married after the fact. If you want to enter, you cannot be married. That kind of sucks. But then at the same time, like... It was sort of like... But then kind of like... Okay, maybe this does sound a little bit misogynistic, but Uh maybe it kind of encourages girls not to rush into relationships and maybe focus on career. If they want to, you know, they want to pursue a career Mm -hmm. in beauty pageants. It maybe encourages them away from things like teen pregnancy and mm-hmm. that, maybe? Yeah, like, I am much prefer your answer. It's so much nicer than the reality of it. The pageant, like, the pageant system, like, sort of has, like, two threads of thought that were going on in here. One of them was to encourage men in the audience to come and obviously pay commission because all of these females were, you know, single, beautiful, and available sort of thing. Um, I can see that. Yeah, there's the misogyny. Uh-huh, yep, there's, there's, oh, look at that, it's misogyny. Um, and... Now, now on the stage, misogyny. And the other thread I saw was that because people started in pageants from such a long, young age, or such a long period of time, like, in their teens to their early 20s, it meant mm-hmm. that their parents would be able to make all legal decisions for them. So by having the mm-hmm. contestants unmarried, it meant that the people organizing pageants had more control over the women who participated. Mm. Because they didn't need the person's consent, they needed their uh, their parents' the consent. Their brother, patriarchy. Yep, patriarchy. Good old patriarchy. The thing about yeah. the divorcee was not an enforced rule originally 
But as divorce became more widespread, it became a rule. And you wanna you wanna learn a really really sad fact? Miss Go America, the most popular pageant in America. Mm-hmm. You wanna take a guess at what age, what year? Sorry, they revoked that rule. I'm gonna say it's probably something like 2018, like something like yep. fairly recent. 2018. Uh, 2018, they removed the divorcee rule. So the married rule has sort of fallen by the wayside in some competitions, not all of them. I really want to mm-hmm. stress this, not all of them. I like the Google hole I ended up took me to some pretty dark places, I'm not gonna lie. And I am just a barista and I found out some really dark stuff. Like, in Venezuela, they have what's called pageant schools, where essentially from very young ages, they take girls and train them to be pageant queens. Ow. Uh-huh. And like, I don't, I don't want to list all of the things. I highly encourage anyone who is vaguely interested to look at all these requirements and a huge list of like things that have happened. Anyone who's vaguely interested and is maybe a bit morose and morbid. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, like, it's pretty morbid. Like, I don't know. Do you want a shot? Do you want a shot of something? Because this is meant to be a fun game, and I sort of pressed myself. Yeah, does your menu have any Irish coffees? Oh, we fully have, like, a fully stocked bar. Like, we have no water in the building, but I can pick you up, girl. Yeah, I'll I'll have a I'll, can I change my order to a, a vodka latte? Sure, I didn't even write your order down, so sure, yeah. Do you want me just to make you one instead of water, just with purely vodka, so I don't have to sort out, you know, um, the Game of Thrones happening in the kitchen? Yeah, let, let's leave them to it. You know, they'll soon implode on themselves like the real show did. Yeah, you know, just give them seven seasons, and I'm almost sure they're gonna write themselves into a hole, and we don't never we come have back. To work yeah. You know, all the characters will just do some stupid sit for the last, like, season and a half, and we'll just have to learn to accept it. So, you know, cheers. Usually when I drink at work, it's called, like, a problem or something. Ugh. Never look at life as problems. Yeah. It, there's no such thing as problems. There's just opportunities. Exactly. And more opportunities to get drunk. So, um, I don't know what's happened with your coffee. 
I I don't even care anymore. Yeah, how do we just play like one like last game? Anyway, let me try and let me try and like sober up a little bit. Ah, okay. So like if I the final game, the final game, the final game, the final game we've got is um in many words or less. Yeah, fancy. I know it's many words or less. It's like coffee. Yeah, it's like twenty words or less. You got it. I hated people coming up to my flat uninvited, so I got a tarantula, and now they won't come anymore, and it's great. Good. I hate people. I hate people. I hate. They're like the worst people ever. People. People are just—they're people. So, if your cats were the size of small cars, mm-hmm. what would that be like for you? That would be amazing. I wouldn't have to pay for public transport anymore. Yeah, I'd love to see a traffic officer try and put like a ticket on a cat. <laughs> Where would they even put it? I don't know. Like, like, they just tuck it under their under their collar, but then their collar would be huge. Yeah, like you can make like a whole outfit stuff with that one collar. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like. I can like imagine like the cat just like walking around a car, like car park, and just doing that cat thing where it just steps on top of like the bike rack. Like somebody's yeah. trying to get in to use their bike. And, yeah, like, it'd, be, it'd be you'd park it in one spot, and then the sun would move, so you'd go back, and the cat would be lying across all the cars where the sun is. Exactly, and just like three to like four different people just standing around the cat. Like I don't want to move it because it gets comfortable. Because, yeah, because cat sleeping cats are adorable. Cause she, you're, like, able to ride it. You get, like, a special cat saddle. But then it would get distracted. It would get distracted so easily because you'd have, like, lights and noises. And imagine riding it and the cat got a fright and jumped, like, 20, 10 feet in the air. Like, ah. a normal cat. A normal cat would only jump about, about six feet in the air. And you'd be on a cat and you'd jump, like, 30 feet in the air. Yeah, like what if it got it got stuck up a tree? That'd be real bad. The tree would just collapse. Yes, yeah, the, the tree would just fall over. Ah, uh-huh. like I don't know if your cats do this, but like yeah, a couple perfect. cats in the cafe, they like bring in dead birds and stuff. Like this cat would fully murder like twenty people, just like bring them to and, your doorstep yeah. and just like funk it down. I brought, I brought you a present. Just like, oh my god, that's Mrs. Henderson from next door. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mrs. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine the catnip you'd have to get for it. Like, an insane amount. Oh, God, it would be like a Colombian marijuana field of just catnip. Just catnip. Just rows and rows of catnip in a greenhouse. Yeah. Cat overlords just watching. That is a downside, the constant murder, and you know, needing to be a drug dealer. Yeah, and imagine the letter tray. Oof, I don't want to think of that. That's like, it would fully, like, stop people in the road for it just, like, cleaning itself, you know? Like, imagine. Yeah, it'd be like, like a green light, hour. and it'd be like a green light, and it'd just be lifting its up. Exactly. And all and the like, cars behind you just. <laughs> Ah, like trying to spook it, you know? Yeah, and then the cat got distracted. It gets so distracted. Yeah, it just like what, what happens when it gets buildings. What happens when it gets the zoomies? <sighs> oh no, the zoomies. The zoomies. The zoomies would be bad. Especially at night. That'd be like that. Would be like that. Would be like Mm-hmm. Yeah, like fully like plowing through trees, flying through streets, like. That is the thing, you could take it out into the country and it could just like plow fields with the zoomies. Make one hell of a scarecrow, getting rid of all the crows. Okay. Crows would be like, oh hell no! Totally, totally. So, okay, so let's sum this up in like 20 words. 20 words. 20 words. 20 words. 20 words. Cat. Cats the size of cars mm-hmm. would be awesome. But very dangerous cause of zoomies mm-hmm. and the cost of cat litter. Many mm. words. Very good. Very good. Very good. I don't you. I don't feel more sober. I I don't either. I think I need to go get my bus and and go lie down. Yeah. Uh huh. Huh. Just um. Just like slap me real quick so I wake up. Just slap. Okay. Okay. Ah. Okay, okay. I feel awake. I feel awake. I feel awake. Do a quick slap? Yeah, go for it. Okay, ready? Ready. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah. This has been okay. fun. This has been fun getting drunk yeah. with you in the middle of the day. It's like a yeah, lovely clock. Yeah, fine. And, it's like the, this, and the cats have finally moved away from the door, so... Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so, um, I can I can finally leave. Yeah. So like obviously like the animals and things have been like listening into this conversation. So like you know, yeah. if they wanted to find you on like Instagram or Twitter, how how would they do that? So they could follow me on Instagram at Andy underscore Kist. Okay. And and they can follow me on Twitter at Andy underscore Kist. Because cool. it's the same. Because it's the same. It's the same, yeah. They were roommates. They we were roommates. Yeah. It's like 11 o'clock and I've got like a full shift still to do. Yeah, you should probably just check on the, the Game of Thrones insect armies. Yeah, I'll, ju- I'll check if they've been renewed for that. another season. Yeah, and hopefully I- that will help. Yeah. Yes, but great to know you. If uh, you like to like follow me on anything, I'm um on at Sophie underscore Queen. 
That's S O O F A D underscore Queen. Uh, I always spell it out because I hate it when people get my name wrong. You know? You know what I mean, Anticus? I hate when that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hate that too. So. so yeah. Also, like, I'm... um, here, just take this ball of whiskey for the road. There you go. Oh, no thank charge. you. No charge. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, I'm I'm gonna go and head to uh, head to Costa and actually get a coffee. Yeah. Hey, so, you got that whiskey, so make it Irish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but off. It's been it's been good, huh? Uh-huh. I'd say come back soon, but I feel like we violated so many codes of conduct that this may be closed by yeah. the time the day is done. Can't it's okay. I'm sure I can yeah. find minimum wage work somewhere else. It's fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, thank you so much for coming and, you know, talking shit and shooting the breeze. Shooting, shooting the breeze. Shooting the breeze. Sure, the breeze. I'm so drunk. I'm still drunk. So I didn't help. Okay. Yeah. I know. I think I think you should go be lie down. Uh, I don't know. But I feel like if I go in the kitchen and lie down, I may be used in the war effort, and I'm kind of a pacifist. But I'll figure it out. You know. Figure it yeah. out. Okay. Well, enjoy your day. Thank you, Thank you very much for coming to Cafe Sophie. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you for having me. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 Ah, goddamn cat.